Hello, my name is Rebecca May Johnson. I'm a writer and cook, and this is my Substack. This week's newsletter is diary entries about whelks, gooseberries, weeds and apricots, a recipe cooked on a boat a few summers ago, and eating notes. Whelks, weeds and apricots. He was picking up small things with a toothpick from a ceramic dish on the bar and putting them in his mouth. I asked him what he was eating and he said, Welks. I asked if I could try one and he said, yes, finish them if you like. I asked, did you cook them? He said, yes. I said, how? He said, I boiled them for 20 minutes last night, then added salt and black pepper and finally a little vinegar. They were sweet, a little saline, and the black pepper with vinegar was a delectable combination of flavours. Who caught them? I asked. My dad, he said. Is he a fisherman? Yes. Well, he was. He's retired now, he said. How long for? I asked. Fifty years, he said. Wow, I said. Did he get up and go out in the night? Yes, he said. I did it for ten years after I left school, too, he said. Do you need to soak them in water to get rid of grit, like with mussels? I asked. No, he said. If they're growing on good, clean ground, you can just cook and eat them. He continued. These were brought up with other fish and crabs and picked out. He looked out towards the breakwater as if to suggest where they were gathered. But when they are caught commercially in traps, they use old rotting fish as bait. Then you have to leave the whelks hanging in a net for 24 hours before cooking them, or they will taste of the bait. Do you mean you have to wait for the whelks to digest the bait and shit it out? I asked, emboldened by a pint of Essex Boy's best bitter. He made an affirmative noise, and I ate the rest of the whelks, in which I did not encounter grit nor a bad taste. My allotment neighbour arrived. He began by asking if I had been ill again, as he does every time he hasn't seen me for a few weeks. When I said no, he moved on to say that when he and his wife took on an allotment, around 30 years ago, they decided they wouldn't take summer holidays as they couldn't keep up with it. I said nothing. He was implying I should do the same. I was picking gooseberries, red and green. I asked him the ratio of sugar for his jam. He said, three pounds of berries and 3.5 pounds of sugar and a pint of water. Though then he said that that much water was not needed really. And if you reduce the water, you can reduce the sugar too. I thought of his cake, quote, with nothing in it that he told me about last summer, where he'd cut most of the sugar and butter right down. He drove around with a piece of the cake in the back of his car for several weeks, hoping to see me, but we kept missing each other, so I did not find out what the cake with nothing in it tasted like. You cook the berries first until soft and then add the sugar, he continued. He didn't think his recipe was that good. He said I might find a better one.
The next day, I pulled up weeds and put them in a large sack, dragged it to the car and took it to the garden waste recycling at the tip. Then I climbed the apricot tree back on the plot with a long stick from last year's pruning and knocked down as many fruits as I could. Only two kilograms due to hail when the tree was in full blossom. I pruned the young plum tree, which could be done with a pair of secateurs as it is very small. In the evening I returned, somewhat stressed, thinking about seeing my neighbour again after yesterday's encounter to water tomatoes. He was agitated too and asked me about the strimmer out of the blue, saying, quote, When you got a strimmer, I thought you were going to use it, but you haven't, and your side of the path needs cutting. I said, I have used the strimmer several times, though I've been away for a few weeks, so it needs cutting again. In fact, I had previously avoided using the strimmer at times of day when my neighbour visits the allotment, because I heard him complain about strimmers before. Admittedly, he complained about petrol strimmers as he does not like the smell of petrol fumes, but I couldn't remember his fe if his feelings of ill will extended to the noise of strimmers, which my electric one undeniably produced. Then he talked about virulent weeds with yellow flowers. He used the word virulent repeatedly and confessed to having come onto my plot several times to remove them. I hope you don't mind, he said, before scolding me again. I must have been torturing him inadvertently while I was away. I left hurriedly. Later, late that evening, he left a voicemail telling me not to do strimming in case through doing so I spread about the seeds of the virulent weed and that he would cut the grass by hand. One pan boat dinner. From Dinner Document Blog in 2019. Several summers ago, we spent a few days on a boat sailing from Pym Mill on the River Orwell to Ramsholt on the River Deben, and I cooked this, which I loved, and took very little time. Cooking in a confined space with limited ingredients and equipment focuses the mind on flavour above all. Such limitations can provide a highly effective creative constraint if they are not also a tyranny. One pan also makes for less washing up in the confined space, which I certainly appreciate. Ingredients serves two. 25 grams of butter, roughly half a centimetre slice from a block. One tin, small tin of anchovies, around 10 to 12. Two cloves of garlic sliced. One tin of chickpeas. A generous handful of greens. I had chard. Spinach would also be good. You could also use frozen. A handful of sliced small tomatoes, or one or two tomatoes chopped from a tin, stirred in at the end. A pinch of chilli flakes. How to make. Melt the anchovies slowly into the melted butter with the sliced garlic. Do this on a low heat. Use a wooden spoon to break up the anchovies. Add a pinch of chilli flakes, if desired. Add in the tin of drained chickpeas and stir.
Add in the tomatoes and greens and stir gently until the greens are wilted to your taste. Season with salt and pepper and eat. Bread would be nice with it. Eating notes. A napkin's worth of very good canapes at a party held by the publisher Verso in the gardens behind the Phoenix Arts Club in London. I drank a lot of white wine and talked to a lot of very nice and beautiful people and listened to US writer Stephanie LaCava read from her forthcoming novel I Fear My Pain Interests You, which I highly recommend. A meal made mostly by Sam of homemade flatbreads, marinated lamb on skewers and onion, burnt aubergine dip with yoghurt, garlic, tahini, lemon juice and olive oil made by me and a green salad eaten in the yard, a barbecue. Avocado, olive oil, salt, tomato, basil, more olive oil and more salt on toast with black coffee for breakfast taken upstairs to bed on a tray. A cheese and cucumber roll and cherry tomatoes on a boat in Walton on the Nays after visiting the most beautifully decorated bookshop, reading room and coffee shop called The Nose. The owner told us that Nays derives from the word nose. Thanks for listening. <laughs>